Hello and welcome to Fine Wine, where I talk about media and whether or not it has aged like fine wine, where I have new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, today I will be talking about 1945, The Wicked Lady, starring Margaret Lockwood, Patricia Rock, Griffith Jones, and Michael Rennie. Um, it's a melodrama. They want something that we offer, um, so... I think this is a very fun movie. Um, it's adapted from a novel called The Life... Well, not the... It's called Life and Death of the Wicked Lady Skelton by Magdalene King Hall. Um, and this is the first of two adaptations of the book. Um, the second one was made in the 80s, also called The Wicked Lady, starring... Faye Dunaway, and apparently she was nominated for a Razzie for Worst Actress for that film. So, um, supposedly this one, the 1945 The Wicked Lady, is the better one, um, but I will still have to watch the 80s one because, I don't know, I really like the story of it, but the main reason why I chose to watch this film was because it stars Margaret Lockwood. Now, I love Margaret Lockwood. It's only... It's really quite a shame that, um... She's typecasted as a menacing girl boss. Um... In... Well, like, spoiled, bratty, um... Rich girl type character most of the time. In the 30s, she was in... Um... A Hitchcock film called The Lady Disappears, I think, and in that film she was a bratty, um, like, a bratty young woman who, um, is very self-aggrandizing, um, and then in Bedelia from, I think, the 50s, or the 40, late 40s or 50s, um, she plays, um, a black widow menace um and then we have the the wicked lady where again she plays another horrible person but the thing is she does it great she does it well um i mean sure it would be nice to see her as playing as other characters we sort of get to see that in um cast a dark shadow from 52 where instead of playing the main antagonist of the film she plays a side character that isn't actively trying to ruin the life of the main characters um but so the wicked lady um we have patricia rock playing a woman named caroline and this lady caroline she is you know living her best life she is about to get married to this man named ralph now ralph is like a rich guy and he's like a sir he's a magistrate um and he's like a rich landowner so but he's like a he's like um what do you call it a he's like one for the people he's like not like he's not your mom's um landlord he is giving to the poor 
he defends his people. And we see it later in the film when he's with the other local um, governors. They're like, dude, you're being way too nice to the tenants. Whenever we, like, try to get more money out of them, they just bring up your name and use it to not give us money. What's up with that, dude? Um, So he's, like, for the people. And he doesn't like to go out very much. He is very much, like, buckles down and focuses on his work, doesn't want to go out partying and stuff. Like, you go, sir. We love you for that. So he and... So Ralph and Caroline are going to be married. Um, Ralph is like, um, I think it's, like, a good idea for us to get married because, like, you, Caroline, you've just made the house, like, so livable for my aunts and, like, everyone in the house and, like, you just run it well. Like, you are great at this stuff, so let's get married. And Caroline is like, oh my god, yes, I would love to get married because she is in love with Ralph. Um, so for their wedding, um, Miss Caroline invites her, um, childhood friend, Barbara, who is played by Margaret Lockwood, and Barbara comes in to the door, and she is, like, wearing, oh, her outfit's great, it's black, and then she has, like, a cape and her cape and her hat and her skirt all have the same matching white fur trim. Like, ooh, okay. And she has a hood as well. Like, she's going out in the winter and she's, like, hunting for something. It's revealed that she's hunting for a man. Um, so, she arrives at the estate where Caroline and Ralph are to be the maid of honor for Caroline. Um, So we get to see her sort of like relationship with Caroline and um, Barbara's like, if only I was sent here um, instead of you, then I could have been marrying him. Um, And Caroline's like, you know, there's like other people around. There's like other rich landowners around here too. But it's a shame that all of them are married. The only one that isn't is Ralph. Um, so if you ha- if you wanted to marry one, it would have to be him. Like, Caroline, why would you say that? You're literally getting married to him right now. Um, so it's, like, almost... Re- it's really Caroline's fault for putting it into Barb's head that she can steal Ralph from Caroline. Like, come on, girl. Ugh. So... Barb now has it in her head, and she gets this look in her eye. After Carol leaves the room, she's, she, like, smiles at the camera, like, evilly, and it's like, oh, yeah, she's gonna be a homewrecker this film. Um, so she runs into Ralph, coincidentally, on the estate when he's riding his horse, and she, like, catches up to him, and she's like, oh, my, do you like riding here, too? Such a co-winky-dink that we ran into each other here. So then they ride for a little bit together and just, like, sort of chat. And then she, like, sort of flirts with him and he, like, is like, okay. And then Miss Barb, she just speeds up ahead, um, like, 
telling her horse, like, go faster, go faster. Meanwhile, she's, like, yelling, like, oh, my God, I'm going so fast. I don't know how to stop. Um, so she's like, help me, help me. So obviously, Ralph is like, oh, my God, she needs help. I need to catch up to her and, like, save her because she doesn't know how to stop her horse. So Barb is, like, telling the horse, come on, come on, faster, faster. And then she's, once she sees Ralph is, like, almost caught up to her, she throws herself off the horse onto the ground. And Ralph is like, oh, my God, are you okay? And Barb is, like, laying there limply. Then he takes her into his arms um, and she's like, thank goodness you saved me. And then she looks at him in the eyes and he looks back at her and then they make out. Okay. (laughs) It didn't take very long for Barb to weasel her way into this man's, um, this man's little, little heart, you know? So Barb returns to the Maison mansion, Maison, um, and she, before she gets to the room, we see Caroline, and she's getting fitted for her wedding dress, which is literally, like, in four days, to which, again, she's being wed to Ralph, um, so she's getting fitted for her wedding dress, and the, Ralph's aunts, and they're, like, all around her, like, helping her, and they're like, oh my god, you look so beautiful, like, oh, wow, so Barb comes in, and she's like, oh my god, uh, Carol, I'm so sorry, I have to tell you something, and then she's, like, sort of, like, definitely hamming it up, and she's like, oh, something's terrible happened, I have to leave, Carol, I'm so sorry, it's just, uh, it's just, and Carol's like, come on, girl, tell me, like, what's going on um so barb is like oh it's because i just can't be around him and kara's like what like around ralph and then barb is like oh, i'm sorry but we love each other i have to leave and kara's like um what like come on caroline you should have seen this coming the night before they were having dinner and caroline was playing the piano for them and Barb was dancing with Ralph, like, this is how you dance. When I was at the ladies' ball, I was just mesmerized by this one woman because she danced so well, and I was like, I want to be like her, so let me show you how she was dancing. So she dances with Ralph. Um, Caroline's playing piano, and after the dance finishes, Barb is like, now kiss me to Ralph in front of everyone, in front of the aunts, in front of Caroline, and Ralph is like, um, what? Um, and Barb is like, it's only proper etiquette to kiss me after we dance. Um, suffice, to, suffice it to say, that kiss does not happen, but she, like, shows her intent to Ralph. And Carol's just sort of like, um, that was weird. Like, Caroline, you should fucking see this coming. Come on, girl. Use your brain. So after, like, Barbara tells Caroline, oh, we love each other, Caroline's like, oh, um wow, um, well, let me go talk to Ralph about this. Um, so Caroline, still in her wedding dress for her fitting, she has her veil on. Her veil's very cute, by the way. She goes to see Ralph, and she's like, is it true what Barb has told me? And Ralph is like, I'm so sorry, Caroline, but it it is true. I do love her. It's like, something in my heart 
is just for her. And I don't love you. I'm so sorry, Caroline. But Caroline's, again, she's just like, "Uh, okay. Well, it wouldn't be right for us to marry, so... And it wouldn't be right for us to cancel the wedding either because it's so soon and everything's all set up and the arrangements and all that. So why don't we have the wedding continue? And Ralph is like, what? But we're not getting married anymore. But then she's like, no, between you and Barb. And then she's like, I'll just go and pack my bags to leave. And then Barb comes in after having like an evil smile after Caroline went to see Ralph because she she was she's playing the game. So Barb comes in and she's like, oh my, I'm so sorry. I'll leave right away. But Carol's like, no, it's okay. You get married to Ralph instead and I'll just leave. And Barb's like, what? No, you can't do that. But like with a big smile on her face, like we see what you're doing, babe. We see what you are doing. Um... Like, she's such an evil bitch. And she's, like, fake crying and stuff. I love her so much. She's such a messy woman. So, Carol, like, seeds her wedding to Barb and Ralph. And, um, she goes off to her room. And Barb goes to Ralph and she's like, I'll go, I'll go talk to her. So, Barb then follows Carol up to her room. And Caroline's, like, she was holding it together in front of Barb and Ralph. But she's clearly not okay because when she was talking with the ants when she was getting fitted for the dress, she was like, yeah, I really love him, actually. Like, I really do have the feelings for him. And the ants are like, oh, it's so sweet. But then this happens, so she's like, not okay. She's like, starting to cry, and Barbara is like, oh, I'm so sorry about this, Caroline, but would you stay and be the maid of honor? Huh? You're having... The woman that you just stole her fiancé from her stay and be the maid of honor at your wedding. Um, ah, ha, ha, ha. It's so hilarious. Like, what? And then Carol, for some reason, she's just such a kind-hearted woman. She's just like, you know what? Okay, I'll stay. It'll be best for us to all be together to show to Ralph's enemies that nothing bad has happened. Oh, And then she's like... And you know what? You could even wear this dress, too. So she's even, like, giving up her wedding dress to Barb. And then she goes off, and once she closes the door to her room, Barb is still standing at the banister of the stairs. And she's like, um, let's see if I can find it. Wear that? I wouldn't be buried dead in that. Like, not so Caroline can hear, but, like, we hear her. And, oh my. Wow. Um... So, on the day of the wedding, Barb is riding in her wedding carriage with her dad. And her dad is like, you know what? I'm so happy that you found love after all this time. Um, Your mother, before she died, she told me to give you this brooch on the day that you would be wed. And it's like a really pretty brooch. It's a bit gaudy, but it's like big, I think, heart-shaped ruby with dangly bits of diamond. And... He's like, never let it go. And Barb is like, I'll never part ways with it. Um, little did the dad know, she would be, it would be coming up in a pawn shop literally five days from now. No, not really. But but when she says that, like, you can't really take it seriously. <laughs> but it's so funny because it's like, wow, girl, that's low. But okay. 
So, Barb arrives in the wedding. She comes into the small church in, like, the small township that they live near. And Ralph is there. But somebody in the wedding audience there for the ceremony, he's like, (gasps) under his breath, he's like, oh my, she's so beautiful. Uh, Like, babe, I smell an affair happening already. And it's not even a minute into the wedding. Uh, So we have Barb standing next to Ralph and just behind them is Caroline. And it's like, girl, why are you putting yourself through this? She's really putting herself through the ringer for nothing. Like, okay. (laughs) Like, and this is all within the first 15 minutes of the film. Like, so much shit stirring, so much, um, so much crap just happening in the first 15 minutes. Like, how did they fit this all in? Like, the pacing of the, if the film at the beginning is so fast and it's so great. Because it's like, I don't know, it's like very, I don't know if it's supposed to be like, I know it's not supposed to be taken completely seriously because of the way they have the pacing be so quick and have the actors like Margaret sort of ham it up. But it's like, wow, talk about like low. Um, So at the wedding it's even more chaotic because at the wedding reception it's even more chaotic so they're like all dancing and stuff in the estates um ballroom so um barb is like talking to um ralph's sister henrietta and she's like sort we get a little bit more on her in after a six-month time skip, so we'll talk more about her then. But at the wedding reception, the dude comes up... The dude that said under his breath, oh my god, she's so beautiful, about um, Barb, comes up to Barb, and he's like, can I have this dance? So they end up like dancing together. And after the dance, literally the night of the wedding, at the wedding reception, they make out on the dance floor in front of Everybody! Um, what? And while this is happening, the aunts tell Caroline, you have to go get, um, Barb prepared for the wedding bed. And Caroline's like, no, do I really have to do that? I just want to go, I just want to go to bed. It's like been a long day. Um, but the aunts are like, no, it's your duty as the maid of honor. So Caroline begrudgingly goes to Barb and like pulls her aside and is like, Um, now it's time for your wedding bed prep. So they drag her up the stairs, but while they're going up the stairs and around the banister to the wedding night room, to the bridal suite, um, Barb and this one dude that she made out with on the night of her wedding just keep this intense eye contact. Like, they've fallen in love at first sight. So they end up, Barb ends up getting pulled into the bridal suite and they start prepping her. And, (laughs) I mean, it's such a weird tradition, prepping, having the bridal party prep you for, for sex on your wedding night. That's so, ooh, you know? Um, so then 
the dude bros, the bright, the the groomsmen, they come with Ralph and they knock on the door. Um, and who opens the door but Miss Caroline? And she sees Ralph like right away, and she's like, "Oh." Um, they have like a little moment because like Caroline's like, "Why do I have to be here at this very moment where they're literally going to be doing the SEGS?" Like you know. So they bring the groomsmen in with Ralph and they're like presenting Barb on the bed. And it's like, okay. Um, So then they consummate their marriage. We don't see that because obviously, but we do, we do. Um, But we do know that it happens. So then we have the six month time skip. Um, So we see Barb doing some embroidering with the aunties. And the aunties are just like gossiping, doing whatever, essentially doing what I'm doing. They like to whine um, while they embroider. And Barb just stands up and she's like, I can't take it. Because she, um, her life is very dull at the moment. Well, she doesn't like doing this stuff. So to her, it's like extremely dull. So. She's like, oh, I can't take this anymore. So she storms off to Caroline and she's like, oh my God, can you do something about these boring wenches? Um, and Caroline's like, that's not such a nice thing to say. Um, and Barb's like, can't you do something with me? And Caroline's like, no, I'm busy doing all the housework. It's been six months and you said you were going to take over the housework, but you haven't yet. So I've had to stay here for six months because you asked me to. So Caroline, not only did she have to give up her wedding and serve as the maid of honor in her wedding, she's been having to stay at the house of the man she was supposed to marry and the man that she loves, essentially working as a maid. Like, homegirl, is she some kind of masochist or something? Um, But Caroline is like, oh my god, come on. Isn't there like a secret passageway like somewhere? Uh, let's go find it. Um, so there's this other dude. Um, he is the butler of the house, Hogarth, and he's very religious. Like, he just spouts off, um, quotations from the Bible a lot. Um, and he comes into the, um, little washing room because he's doing, like, dishes. Um, and Barb goes up to him and is like, Give me the key to, like, the East Wing. And Hogarth is like, um, why do you want it? And Barb's like, I don't have to tell you, just give it to me. So he does. Um, and then she drags Carol with her, and she's like, let's go there, I want to explore. So Hogarth, after they leave, he's like, vanity is, like, a worst, is one of the worst sins, and your soul cannot be saved from it. Philippines... 10, 16 or something. I, that's not the actual quote, but that that's what it sounds like to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Miss Barb and Miss Carol, they go off to this east wing. And this wing is empty. Nobody has their room in it. And Barb opens the door to it and she tells Caroline, hey, um, what do you think of this room? And Caroline's like, it's a bit drafty. Uh, and Barb is like, I know, but I want this room cleaned up for me by tonight. 
um, I'm moving in here. And Caroline's like, why would you do that? You literally sleep in the same room as your husband. But Barb is like, I don't want to sleep in the same room as him. Ew. Um, and Caroline's like, what? But you guys are married. Don't you love him? And Barb's like, yeah, of course I love him. Um, sarcastically. But Kara doesn't pick up on that. But Barb's like, yeah, I love him. But it's like in fashion to have separate rooms for the husband and wife. And Caroline's like, but Ralph isn't really like a fashionable man. So I don't know. But then Barb's like, yeah, but I'm a fashionable lady. Um, so yeah. Also, it's been so boring here, Caroline. Like, why won't Ralph take me to London? But then Kara's like, well, you guys went to London for a week um, for your honeymoon. But then Barb's like, yeah, but that was like to spend the whole week with his sister and her husband. And they're just like the worst people ever. And she like just rags on the sister, Henrietta. And she's like, oh, she's just so horrible. Blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, girl. And then she's like, then Barb is like, oh yeah, isn't there a secret passage in this room? Can you show me where it is? And Carol's like, okay, yeah, this is the secret passage. And then she's like, but what would you even need a secret passage for, Barbara? And Barbara's like, well, it would be very useful if I took a lover. And Caroline is like very taken aback by this because, you know, Barbara um, stole Ralph away from her under the pretense that they loved each other. Um, so why would Barbara take a lover if she loves Ralph? Because that would mean that she didn't. Um, so Caroline's like, what the hell, dude? And Barb's like, oh, Jesus, it was just a joke, Caro. <laughs> um, so then we get Barb gets taken away because they have a guest at the moment. And surprise, it's Henrietta, the girl that she was just ragging on. Um, so she greets Miss Henrietta with a smile. And she's like, oh my god, Henrietta, it's been so long. How are you? And Henrietta, they get into like a verb, a verb war. They like start ragging on each other to each other's faces with like, big smiles like oh my god it's great so Henrietta is like it's hard to believe six months have changed you so much I used to envy you you know you used to be so young and lovely um wow but then Barb she throws this back at Henrietta and is like it's only been six months then it must have been the journey that's tired you out traveling makes you look so bedraggled this bitch pulled out the word bedraggled on Henrietta. And then they just go along and they start talking about this, like, card game. And Henrietta's like, yeah, it's very fashionable in London right now. Do you play? And Barb doesn't back down from a challenge from Henrietta. So she's like, yeah, of course I play. I'm, like, the biggest player of it in the world. Um, so Henrietta's like, yeah, why don't we play tonight then? And Barb is like, yeah, why don't we? So... We cut to the night after their meal, and Ralph is like, Ugh, it's late. I'm going to bed. Are you going to join me, Barbara? And Barbara's like, no, go away. Leave me alone. Um, I'm playing a game with Henrietta right now. So Ralph, like, leaves to go to bed, and it's just Henrietta, Barb, and Henrietta's husband. Um, so they're talking, and the husband's like, you know, Barbara... 
your luck is very bad today. Why don't you like just do as Ralph says and hang it up for the night? But Barbara's like, no, um, I'm not done yet because she's been continuously losing to Henrietta with increasingly, she's been increasingly betting her jewelry and all of her things and losing every single time to Henrietta. Um, so Henrietta's like, yeah, maybe you should just hang it up for the night. Um, but Barb is like, no, this last time I will bet this. And she slams down on the table, her mother's brooch. And she's like, I'll bet this for everything else you've won tonight. So then Henrietta's like, okay, how many shuffles do you want to do? And Barb is like, just the one. So Henrietta does the shuffle and Miss Barb looks like so, she looks so triumphant in this moment. She's like, puts down a queen and she's like, I have a queen. And then Henrietta just looks at her and cracks a little smile. And she's like, yeah, well, I have a king. So I guess it's like highest card wins. So Barb, she loses her mother's brooch like immediately. And she's like, ah, I hate this. I'm leaving. Um, So then Henrietta's like, ugh. Well, what a lovely brooch this is. It was your mother's, wasn't it? Well, I'll be sure to show it off at all my parties. And this just, like, winds Miss Barb up. Um, so then Barb is, like, about to say something, but then Henrietta's like, you know, but there have there has been, like, some rumors of a highwayman, like, stealing stuff from ladies and kissing them um, on the road from here to London. Let's just hope that doesn't happen to me. So Barb's like, yeah, you better not get it stolen. Uh, And storms off and goes to bed. But then when she is in her private room, she's like, wait a minute. Miss Henrietta, she said there was a highwayman that has been stealing stuff. Um, like, wow. Maybe I could play highwayman for tonight. So... Henrietta and her husband are leaving to are leaving the next day and Barb is like I have an idea. I have a plan. So she slips into a little um bandit outfit and jumps on a horse, grabs her gun and rides off to lie in wait. So she knows Henrietta's carriage because Henrietta arrived at literally her house the other day. So she sees Henrietta and she's like, oh my god, there it is. So she rides up and she's pulls out her gun is like, halt. And she puts on like a lower voice, which is pretty funny. Um, makes her sound like she's in a Western. And she's like, halt. And then she makes um, Henrietta open the door. And she has like um, a mask on, so you can't see her face, but like you sort of can still. So she points the gun at Henrietta and is like, give me all of your jewels and stuff and Henrietta she's wearing the brooch that she just won from Barb the other night on her cloak like right at the front um so Barb grabs it and rips it off of her grabs all of the rings rip them off her hand grabs her bracelets rips them off of her because she's like wearing all of Barb's stuff as well because she just won them and when she was leaving the house she probably was like I'm just gonna rub it in her face and wear them around the house um but Barb steals everything and a little bit more back and goes off. Um, she rides back to her manor 
and she puts all of the um, newly stolen back contraband into her little chest. Uh, well, her chest of drawers. And she's like, well, obviously, because she can't, like, show them off anymore because she just stole them after she gambled them away. Um, so she, like, hides them away. But then she's like, oh my god, that was so fun. That was so thrilling. Um, that's, like, what I've been missing in my life. Um, so this becomes a habit for her. She turns to the life of banditry. Um, but at least, like, you know, she has a heart. Um, she did this because she needed to get that brooch back because it was her mother's and she has a bit of sentiment for it. So, you know, she has a heart. She's not completely, um, a heartless bitch. Um, so she makes it habit to dress up in her Three Musketeers outfit. Like, literally, her hat has, like, a giant feather on it and go out, she goes out on her horse to essentially just rob people but the highwayman that Henrietta was talking about was Sir Jackson so Henrietta after she gets robbed she like comes back to their house and is like oh my god I was just robbed what a harrowing experience so Barb is like oh my god what's wrong Henrietta and Henrietta's like oh my god I was robbed and I think it was by the um highwayman Jackson and Barb is like yeah well what did he look like and because Barb knows very well it wasn't Highwayman Jackson because she was the one that did it. And Henrietta's like, oh, my God. Oh, he was very handsome. And after he stole all my jewelry, he kissed me. And Barb was like, oh, my God, really? But at least he kept your honor intact, right? And Henrietta's like, well, yeah. And then she's like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make a fool out of me to Barb? And Barb's like, well, you don't need me to do that for you and then she just saunters off Henrietta obviously pissed off but like queen shit right there you go girl Uh, so Barb goes off Um, but now she's again doing her banditry and apparently so Highwayman Jackson she is on his turf so she goes to rob this little caravan of people and um, she is holding them up and then this other man this other guy comes over with horse, and he's like, yeah, you heard what, what he said. Um, move all your things around. And Barb's like, oh shit, um, this is not something that I expected. So this dude, he like leaves with Barb um, on the horseback. And they like stop once they get a little bit of ways away. And he's like, you know, you're on my turf. You're not supposed to be on this road to this road because that's my place. And Barb is like, Really? Um, well, I could do what I like. Like, this man has his own gun and stuff, so she really is, like, she has the biggest balls around. Her balls, she must, like, keep in a wheelbarrow to wheel them around. But she is, like, okay. But then Jackson's, he's, he's, like, this highwayman Jackson, he's, like, you know what? I like you. You're fun. So they end up going to the his little frequented pub, which is called The Leaping Stag. And everybody there knows him, and they're like, oh my god, Jackson, what a good, how good to see you. So he's like, give me the usual room, I want to be alone. So he and Barb end up going to this room and having a beer together. And he's like, well, what do you look like? Take off your mask. And Barb's like, no, you first. So he does it. And she's like, wow. 
you're really handsome. And then Barb takes off her, her mask, and he's like, whoa, you're a woman, and you're very beautiful. Um, okay. So, they boink. Um, well, not after Barb is like, wait, but I have a husband. And then he's like, well... And she's like, I haven't deceived him yet, but this dude, Jackson, he's like, well better start now and Barb's like yeah you're right I better start now so then they boink um and then this is like their routine they like meet up they do they do crime they do sex they you know as you do um and then like when Barb's now like she's waking up past noon and Caroline's like what is this weird behavior from her so Barb Barb is woken up by Caroline one morning and Caroline walks in and she's like why are you acting so weird Barbara? And she like opens up the curtains like angrily. Even after Barb is like no don't wake me up I'm tired let me sleep a bit more but Caroline's like no you've been acting so distant from me and Ralph like what's up? Don't you love him anymore? And like Barb at this point she's like so over it. She's like he's just not fun anymore. I don't love him. And then Caroline's Caroline's like, you can't mean that, Barbara. I know you still love him. But Barb's like, no, I don't love him. I never loved him. And Caroline is like, what? You mean I did all this for you, guy? You not even loving him? So she bitch slaps Miss Barbara. Like, well-deserved. A well-deserved slap. And Barbara's like, why you? And Caroline's yeah, so Caroline is like, you know what? I'm leaving now because you've kept me here for so long and, like, you don't even love him and I can't stay in this house with you or Ralph anymore. So I'm leaving. I'm going to London like I was going to originally. So Barb is like, yeah, you leave and don't ever come out, come back because I'm kicking you out. And then Ralph comes in and he's like, what's going on? And Barb is, like, feigning her love for him. And she's like, well, Caroline just told me to take more of an interest in your work. So tell me about it. Um... So, um, Caroline leaves, and then we get a little scene with Ralph talking to the other local lords, and they're, like, complaining because the highwaymen, Barb and Jackson, have been, like, robbing more and more people now. Like, they, like, stepped up their game, and now, like, literally everyone has been getting their shit stolen. So, Ralph is like, no, we can't do that. We have to be lenient to them. No. But then the Lords are like, yeah, but we have to do something about it. So Ralph is like, fine, if I find this guy that's been doing all this crime, then I'll hang him. But that's all you're getting from me. So Ralph is like trying to step up the security to get this guy. Um, and the other local Lords are like, Ugh, okay. Um, so then we have like a christening scene that Barb is forced to go to. So Barb is there, much much against her will, but she has to do stuff to keep up appearances because um, Ralph is like, you're a part of this family now, you have to do the stuff that is expected of you, like being this kid's godmother, because we are the godparents of all of the children that are born from my tenants, because Ralph, you know, is like a very good guy. And Barb is like, ew, I don't want to do this. But she asks to anyways, so she's there. And she ends up meeting this other guy. Um, and 
This is the guy that is the father of the child that she is now godmother to. And he's like, oh my god, I just got a new job. Do you want to know what it is? And Barb's like, uh, sure, why not? I'm just so bored. And he's like, you know, it is actually, like, I'm a guard for, like, caravans. I'm a guard for people that do horse transportation. And Barb's like, oh, what are you transporting? And he's like, you know, like, cargo. And she's like, not people? And he's like, yeah, I don't transport people. I, like, transport literally just boxes of stuff. Um, Like, one of our clients is a bank with gold, so we're just transporting gold. And Barbara's like, what? You're transporting gold? When's your maiden voyage? And the guy is like, you know, I can't really, like, tell you when it is because that's against, like, rules. But he's like, well, since you're my kid's godmother and you're also, like, the lady of the land, I guess I can tell you. So he tells her, we leave, like, Monday Monday morning. So Barb's like, oh, how interesting. So Barb meets up with her bandit boyfriend, Jackson, and they're laying together. And she explains, you know, there's this guy, and I know that they're transporting a bunch of gold. How interesting is that? And Jackson's like, you know, that's just a lot of risk that I don't really want to take. But then... Um, Barb is like, you know, I can have your balls cut off because you're a bandit and I am the Lord's wife, so we're going to do this. And he's like, um, I don't really want to, but okay. And then she's also like, you know what? Don't ever cheat on me because if you cheat on me, I will turn you over to the police. And he's like, yes, I wouldn't ever do that because I love you. And then Barb's like, you know what? I love you too. So he makes a vow to not cheat on her and she doesn't really cheat on him aside from being married to another guy because she sleeps in a completely separate room from her husband and also is so disinterested in him but like very not cool for him but yeah so she just is like don't cheat on me or I will kill you so he's like yeah okay I will agree with that I agree to your terms This comes up later, by the way. Um, So they end up deciding to rob the gold cart. So um, they go to the gold cart and the dude is like, Jackson is like, don't ever shoot people. Just shoot like the horses because murder is like a completely different thing to like burglary. Um, So don't shoot people. Just like aim at the horses or something. Barb's like, but that's so boring. I want to kill people. Um... But Jackson's like, no, literally don't. And Barb's like, fine. Um, So they end up getting the gold, but they end up also getting pursued by one of the guards. And the guard that's pursuing them turns out to be the father of Barb's godchild now. And she shoots at him, aiming for his horse, but she shoots him in the chest and, like, kills him dead. But then she goes over to him and is like, oh my god, no, don't die. So she like pulls down her mask and she's like, no, don't die. And he's like, what? It's you? You're the one that's been robbing us? Oh my god, you better burn in hell. And Barb's like, oh no. So she just killed her first man. I say first, because this ain't the last. Um, 
So she's just done a murder, which is like a big no-no for highwaymen. And Jackson's like, oh my god, girl, you just did like a big bad. So they end up like um, laying low for a little bit. So Barb is just like hanging out in the house. But she ends up reading the newspaper and it turns out that they've put such a big price on her head like such a big bounty and she reads that i think i think it's like 500 pounds for her bounty but then the bounty of jackson is only like 100 so she's like oh jackson must have just been mad because my bounty's higher than his ha 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 but then mr hogarth comes into the room and he's like i know what you've been doing barbara so he brings out her handkerchief and he's like do you know what this is and barb's like yes that's my handkerchief and hogarth is like aha yeah it is it was found by the body of um the your godson's dad and barb's like what it must have been dropped by one of the maids when they were retrieving his body but he's hogarth is like no i've literally been following you ever since day one because i thought i've been thinking you were like a godless hussy um so hogarth he's like um yeah i've been following you i know that you've been meeting up with this guy that you've been doing bandit stuff and that you've been going to the leaping stag with this one dude and barbara's like oh no oops but then barbara's like you know what i'll repent um i know what i've done is wrong but the highwayman that I've been meeting with, he's blackmailing me. And she's like, oh no, he's like been doing all this stuff to, like, he's been threatening to kill me if I speak of any of this. And Hogarth is like, oh, really? He is? Um, And she's like, oh, it's working on him? And she's like, yeah, leaning into it even more. And she's like, I'll repent, I swear it. Um, I'll never do anything against God's wishes again. Um, So Hogarth's like, okay, I'll be your guide then. I'll be like, your guide to salvation and she's like please don't tell anyone of this and hogarth's like yeah i won't i believe you um and in the scene where she's begging to hogarth um she's on her knees and hogarth is in front of her and we get a shot through the fireplace because before this hogarth was like ma'am you're going to hell um so we got a shot through the fireplace and we have the flames coming up so we have like Flames at the bottom of the screen with um, Barb's body, like, in the flames with her begging. Like, that is so artful. This artful film. So now Hogarth is like, okay, I'll guide you. Um, So now they're like best buds, according to Hogarth. He hasn't told anyone. Barb is, like, not doing her bandit stuff because she now knows that she's being watched by Hogarth. Um, so they're, like, doing everything together. So he has her, like, writing Bible phrases over and over. Um, and then she's like, here, Hogarth, have this to drink. And Hogarth just accepts it. He just drinks whatever he, whatever she gives her. Like, she's obviously poisoning him. So, next scene, we have... Next scene, we cut to London. So in London, it's winter, and we have... Caroline. Caroline's going ice skating with some with some older guy. He's like, uh, I think he's one of her acquaintances, and he's like, don't fall. And Caroline's like, yeah, I won't. But then she immediately falls. Um, 
inept bitch. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She's actually very, she's like a good character, I think, if just a bit bland. But she ends up running into this guy. Turns out this guy, um, he is Sir, not Sir, uh, yeah, he's Sir Kit. Um, and it turns out this guy, he was the one that was at the wedding that fell in love with Barb at first sight and kissed her. Um, Kara doesn't know this, but she ends up, like, chatting with him, and she's, like, she spends the the rest of the night with him, and they sort of, like, are, oh, we both are in love with people that are impossible to get with. Woe is us. Um, so they, like, end up being pretty good, like, um, they like each other, like, they're good friends now. So then we cut to her getting, to Caroline getting a letter from Hogarth, and it's, like, Hogarth saying, oh my god, I'm dying, please come and help me, Caroline. Um, so Caroline's, oh my god, I need to go back to the estate to help Hogarth, who's literally dying. So Barb is there, and she tried to poison him, but the poison wasn't enough. So she goes to the dress shop in the city, and she goes up to this one lady, and she's like hi um and the lady's like hi do you want to buy this pair of scented leather gloves and bob's like no i need to talk to you um so the lady was like oh my god fine so barb is like i know all about your criminal history so don't try to trick me that poison you gave me wasn't enough i need more so the lady is like oh crap i guess i have to give it to her otherwise i'll be sol as well so Barb procures more poison. So Barb goes back to the um, to the estate, and she sees that Caroline's there with Hogarth, and she's like, "Oh my God, what are you doing here?" And Caroline's like, "Well, I got a letter from Hogarth. Didn't you know about it?" And Barb's like, "No, I had no clue." Um, so Barb's like, sort of pissed that Caroline's now there, but she's like going up to Hogarth, and she's like, no, you have to get better. Here, drink this. Um, so, um, Hogarth's like, okay, I'll drink whatever you give me. And she's like, it'll make you better. And Hogarth's like, no, I know I'm dying. I just need to go to God. Um, but she's like, no, drink it. So she, like, forces it in his mouth. He takes two sips of it. That's, like, almost more than enough to kill him because he's already, like, weakened from the poison. So then he's like, no, but I must tell... I know you're not strong enough to, like, repent without guidance. So I need to tell somebody else about your, like, bad deeds. But Barb, she's like, you better not. And th- at this point, Hogarth is like, wait, are you not actually wanting to repent? And then he's like, oh shit, she must have been poisoning me this whole time. So he, like, tries to get um, Ralph to come over. So, um, Caroline is like, oh my god, he's, like, yelling for Ralph, we have to go get him. So, they get Ralph, they bring him into the room, and, um, Ralph is like, leave, Barbara, get outside the curtain, he's, like, wanting to talk to me. So, he leans down to talk with Hogarth, and Barb is, like, stunned. She's so scared that he's going to, that Hogarth's gonna tell Ralph that she's been the bandit this whole time, and that she literally killed, um, a close friend of Ralph. Um, but then, turns out, Ralph comes out of the curtains, and he's like, 
he's so weak that I couldn't even understand anything. So Barb's like so relieved. She's like smiling and she's like, oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll take care of him in his last moment. So she goes over, she closes the curtain and this girl has the most gall of anyone. She takes a pillow and smothers him literally with only a curtain between her and Ralph and Caroline. Like, literally, other side of the curtain, everybody's there. If somebody was able to see a silhouette, they would have, like, known that she killed him. But the curtain wasn't even closed all the way. She smothered a man with literally a sheet between her and potential witnesses. Like, wow. The gall. Um, So now Barb's like, oh my god, I'm free because Hogarth is dead. So she's like... I'm about to get on my bandit grind. So she goes to the Leaping Stag, all happy-like, and she's like, um, which room is Jackson staying in? And the lady's like, oh, in his usual room. So Barb goes up into the room. Surprise! Jackson is boinking another woman. And Barb is like, oh, how dare? Because, you know, how dare? Because he literally made, like, an oath, like, he swore not to boink another woman because they were in love with each other, in quotation marks. But he, he like, broke his word. So Barb leaves, and she's like, well, I'm going to keep my word because I'm going to keep my word that I gave to you that I'm going to turn you in. So she gives the information that Jackson is at the Leaping Stag to Ralph. Well, she throws a brick through the window with, like, a note attached to it that says this. Um, And Ralph's like, oh my god, he's there. I can get him. So, they are able to apprehend Ralph. No, what? They're able to apprehend Jackson, Ralph is. So, they go to London for the execution. So, they're staying at Henrietta and her husband's house. And Henrietta's like, oh, do you want to go see the execution with me? Because this is, like, by the time they were, like, still doing public hangings and stuff. You know fun day out with the kids as you do going to see a hangman um and henrietta's like do you want to go see the hang hanging with me and her husband's like no i don't want to ralph is like no i hate seeing this kind of stuff and then she turns to barb and she's like why you've turned as white as a sheet um so barb is like no i just don't feel well i'm going out so she ends up going out and she meets up with Caroline because Caroline's also in London because that's where she's been. Um, so she's like hanging out with Caroline and Caroline's like, oh yeah, did you know I'm engaged now and I forgive you for not loving Ralph because um, I found somebody else and I hope that you and Ralph can like make it through this. And Barb's like, Ugh, you know I don't love Ralph still and I'm never gonna love him. Like, I don't know why. Like, she's literally just been forgiven by Caroline, the most forgiving woman on the planet. And she's trying to, like, make Caroline more irritated. Like, just take it and run with it, Barbara. She needs to know when she has it good, because she doesn't. So, Barb is like, you know what? Let's go to the execution, because... Actually, I feel like I need to see this guy one last time. Um, Caroline doesn't know that she, like, knows the bandit guy. So she ends up seeing 
she ends up looking out the window of the carriage and she sees uh, Mr. Jackson and he's giving like a little speech like um, love is a lie because I never trusted women but the one woman I decided to trust with my love and my secrets she stabs me in the back so men don't fall for women um, and then he writes a little note and tells one of the hanger friends to um, give it to Barbara because he sees her in the crowd but like excuse me Mr. Jackson um, I don't see how this is Barb's fault he, he, brought this, um, he brought this upon himself when he was with Barbara she told him if you sleep with another woman I will turn you in and he's like yeah that sounds good um, and now he has the gall to be pissed off that she actually did that. Like, come on, dude. And if you're going to be, like, sleeping with another woman while you're sleeping with another woman that's like, I'm going to kill you if you sleep with another girl, like, don't do it in your usual place. Like, how dumb can he be? Like... How has he survived as a highwayman for this long? So he blames, like, Barbara for um, being the one he loved, but also backstabbing him. Which is like, yeah, she's a wicked woman, but that was all on you, bud. So Barbara gets to know, and it, she's like, oh my god, he actually loved me. So she's, like, sad. And Caroline's like, why don't you let me see the note? Um, and Barb's like, no. Um, and the lady in the crowd was the guy... There was another lady in the crowd of the execution, and it was the woman that um, Jackson was sleeping with when Barb walked in on them. Um, and apparently his excuse for this was like, she was another woman that I was on and off with before I met you. So that makes it okay for you to cheat on her uh, with this lady? No, it doesn't. Come on, dude. Um, so that lady ends up going to... She follows the guy that handed Barb the note and she ends up seeing Barbara and she's like oh, you're the you're the woman that walked in on us um and she's like this is another bandit this is the other highwayman and Barb's like what do you mean this lady is crazy so it like starts this whole riot and Carol's like can you just let me read the note and Barb's like still like no I mean come on Caroline um it's a personal note like obviously but i mean given all the all the shit barb's done to caroline i feel like she should have deserved to take a little peep it at that at that note but among the chaos um we see kit and kit is working as a guard and he is like oh my god that carriage has the skeleton the skeleton emblem on it and he's like it's also sort of being murked by all these people so I have to go help and then he also sees Caroline's face in it in the carriage and he's like oh my god I have to go help her so he jumps in and then he sees Barbara and he's like oh my god it's you um and Caroline's like oh my god Barbara this is my fiance and Barbara's like what you guys are getting engaged and Caroline's like yeah we totally are getting married um so they return to the after this whole chaos, Barbara, Ralph, Kit, and Caroline are all at the 
Skelton estate back away from London. Um, and Barbara is like walking in the gardens, like, you know, as you do. And she ends up running into Kit and Kit's like, oh my God, I love you. And Barbara's like, I love you too. Let's just run away together. So that they kiss in the garden in the moonlight, like, okay, I guess it's sweet. And Barbara's like, you're the only one I've ever loved. If only we met sooner than at the wedding, everything would have been different. And Kit's like, yeah, if only that happened. But now you are married to Ralph and I'm engaged to Caroline. So like, we can't do that. So I'm sorry, but we can't do this. Um, So like they kiss, but then they're like, we can't do this anymore. Um, Obviously, Miss Barbara is upset because something like being engaged or married has never stopped her before. Um, But then we get somebody breaking in through the secret passage into Barbara's room and surprise that guy is the highwayman Jackson. So after they hung him, um, a bunch of his mates got him cut down and they were able to resuscitate him because he was only hung for like a few minutes before the doctor was able to confirm him as dead. So he was still alive um, and his mates cut him down and saved him. And um, Jackson's like, how dare you like do this to me? Um, Now you're going to be my bandit partner again because you did this horrible thing to me and Barb's like no I don't want to but Jackson's like if you don't then I'll just report you and turn you in Um, and Barb's like no you wouldn't dare and then Jackson's like I'm gonna have a fun time taking you when you don't want to so he ends up like taking pleasure and like r-wording her like sir like, for, um, first you get pissed at her for you cheating and her, like, not being down with you cheating. And then you R-word her. Like, come on, dude. Um, so then Barbara, after that happens, she's, like, obviously not in a good mood. Um, so she runs to Kit's room and he's like, and he's like, what's wrong, darling? And she's like, oh my god, we just need to run away. And Kit's like, but if we go to another country, like, I won't have anything. And Barbara's like, um, I don't need anything but you. You're, like, the only man I've ever loved. Like, every love I've had before has been out of selfishness. But this love is, like, the only love that I felt that arrivals with my mother. And Kit's like, I love you too. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so then they end up going to bed and... Kit ends up walking into a different study and he runs into Ralph and Ralph is like, you're leaving tomorrow morning because I know about you and Barbara. And Kit is like, no, Barbara hasn't pursued me at all. It has all been my fault. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he's like protecting Barbara from like jealousy. And Ralph is like, oh, okay but you're leaving tomorrow anyways. Um, and then he also, then Ralph also sees Caroline and Caroline's like, um, okay, well, I'm still getting married to Kit, so I'm leaving as well. Peace. So the next morning, the three of them, Kit, Ralph, and Caroline end up, um, leaving on a carriage back to London because they have this little plan where, because now they've confirmed that Kit and Barbara love each other. Um, 
And then Caroline still loves Ralph, and Ralph has told Caroline that he has never actually loved Barbara and that he was only infatuated with her at the moment, but that he truly loves Caroline. So they like devise this little plan to just like confirm all of this that like Barb loves Kit and stuff. So they're like, we'll find a way to like wife swap so that we can all find a way to be happy. Um, so literally, if Barbara would just lay low for like 24 hours, she would be able to get everything that she's ever wished for. But no, this lady, she's like, there's only way for me and Kit to be together. And that's if I kill Ralph. Because what she's like, going to Kit, she's like, oh my god, let's get away from here now. And Kit's like, no, that can't happen because you're married to Ralph. And then Barbara's like, no, but that wouldn't be a problem. We can just leave. But Ralph, but then Ralph's like still an issue. So Kit's like, well, if Ralph wasn't, didn't exist, then I guess it wouldn't be an issue, but he does. So Barb gets the idea, I have to kill Ralph. Um, So she gets in her bandit gear for one more time. She heads off to um, intercept the carriage. And when she's there, she runs into Jackson. Um, and Jackson's like, wow, I didn't expect to run into you here. And Barbara is like, let's do one last job together. And she's like, I need to kill someone. And then Jackson's like, what? You're going to kill someone again? Because um, this is going to be her third kill. She's on to her third kill now. Um, and Jackson's like, um, well, it depends on who it is. And Barb's like, it's the one man that stands between me and everything I've ever wanted. And Jackson's like, well, okay, but who is it? And she's like, it's Ralph. He's my husband. Um, we're going to kill him. And Jackson is like, what? No way I'm going to kill, help you kill your husband. So Jackson's like, starting to head off and Barbara's like where are you going and Jackson's like I'm going off to warn them um and Barbara's like oh no you don't so she shoots him her third kill comes earlier than expected so she shoots Jackson and he's like wow you're so cold-hearted and like croaks (laughs) um so then Barb goes back into hiding um waiting for the carriage to come around and she's like puts on her low voice and says halt and then she points her gun well she opens the carriage door and points her gun straight at ralph and is like it's time for you to die but then before she can mr kit is like oh no you don't so she she gets shot by kit and then um they end up fleeing um so kit shoots barb without knowing that it's barb to protect Ralph, and they end up heading back to the estate, because obviously they were just attacked by a bandit, and Barb is injured riding back, uh, riding in the other direction on her horse, like, bent over and stuff, because she was just shot, um, and Ralph is like, um, wow, that was weird, but anyways... Let's go back to the estate because we have like this perfect plan for all of us to be happy with the ones that we love. Hooray! Three cheers for us. So they start heading back. Um, So they get back to the mansion before 
Barb gets back. Um, so they're like, hmm, where is Barbara? And Caroline's like, oh, I'll go get her. So Caroline goes to Barbara's room and it's locked. So she knocks on the door. Um, she doesn't hear anything. She doesn't hear a response. So the new head butler comes and Caroline's like, hey, can you break down this door for me? So he breaks down the door and Caroline goes in. She sees Barb isn't in there. And the butler asks if everything's fine. And Caroline's like, oh yeah, everything's fine. Uh, You can go away now. So she closes the door. Um, So she starts looking around Barbara's room, like snooping. Um, I mean, as she should, Barbara is hella sus, just in everything. So she ends up finding all of the jewels and stuff that Barbara has stolen from people, including the brooch that Caroline knew Barbara had lost to Henrietta and that Henrietta had stolen by a highwayman. So she's like, how did she get this back? There's only two explanations. So then she hears some grunting and limping coming from the secret passageway. Um, Barbara ends up coming through there with her wound and Caroline's like, oh my God, are you okay? And Barbara's like, no, I'm dying. Um, Can you get kit for me because I need to say a few words to him and Caroline is a homegirl she like pieces everything together she realizes that Barbara is the highwayman and that she like killed her godson's father and that she killed Hogarth and that she is like a big criminal that like super deserves to be hanged Uh, but she still helps Barb and she's like you know what I'll help you. Um, so she gets Kit and brings him to Barbara's room. And by the time Kit gets to Barbara's room, she helped Barbara change out of her bandit gear, hide the bandit gear, and put her into a nightdress as if she's never left. And Kit's like, oh my god, what's wrong? Um, so then we get Caroline and Ralph being like, oh my god, I'm so happy we can be together. But then Caroline's like, wait... I have to tell you something. Barbara has been the highwayman and she's killed all these people. And Ralph is like, what? I never suspected her. Um, She needs to be hanged. She deserves to be hanged for her crimes. And Caroline's like, no, just let her, just let her be in peace. Um, I know she's a good person at heart. Um, Like, wow, Caroline is like the most, the most forgiving person on planet Earth, probably the most forgiving person in all of fiction. Uh, so then Kit's with Barb, and Barb's like, oh my god, I'm dying. I accidentally shot myself with a pistol that I used to keep lying around. Um, but I know this is like, I'm, this is it. And Kit's like, oh my god, no, we were just about to be able to be together. And Barb's like, just hold me in your arms. I've never loved anybody. Like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, Barb has a change of heart. She's like, you know what? He deserves to know the truth. So she's like, you know what? Kit, I've killed three men so that we could be together. And Kit is like, wait, 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 wait. This is a joke, right? And Barb's like, no. I literally, like, killed three people to... for us to be together. And Kit's, like, slowly backing away from her, like, What? I did, that's not who I thought she was. Like, that's not what I thought this was about. So Kit, like, leaves, because he is disillusioned with Barb. He's like, uh, nah, 
I'm not going to be with that. And then Barb is like trying to follow him and she's like, no, don't leave me alone. And then she collapses on the floor and she's like, it's so dark. It's so cold. And then she croaks. Um, So she dies alone, not even being able to keep up. She's too ambitious for for her own good. Literally, she, if she was content with her life for like five seconds, she would have had it good with being rich, married to Ralph. Um, After that, she would have had it good if she didn't want to steal the gold. Next, she could have had it good if she didn't, like, want to kill Ralph so that she can be with Kit. Next, she could have had it good in her last moments if she didn't decide she wanted to come clean to Kit. Like, oh my god, Jesus woman. So, ends up, Kit leaves, Barb's dead, um, and Carol and Ralph get to be together. The end. The Wicked Lady dies. Like, whew, what a movie. I mean, Kit leaving Barb, it's as he should, as he should. She defo deserved that, but also, uh, yeah, she didn't deserve any redemption arc, so I think having her in the end lose everything that she ever loved is fitting, considering all of the wicked deeds she has done. But all the things she did were were uh, everything. So entertaining. Such a girl boss. She like gaslit girl bossed her way through this film, through the plot. Like wow. Like literally, if she was just content for a little bit, everything would have been rosy for her. But oh well. Um, this was a very fun movie. Margaret was great. Um, and then also the other actors I think played their roles like very well. Um, James Mason, Patricia Rock, Griffith Jones, all great in it. But Margaret, she definitely, she took this role up and she was like, oh yeah, I know how to do this role like perfectly. So give it to me, give me the script and I will devour it. And she did. She truly did. Um, So this 1945 film definitely very fun. You can watch it on archive.org. Um, very good site for like watching movies, especially if they're not on any streaming services as many of these like older films are. Um, but yeah, very fun film. Would recommend it. Also, it made, um, it's, it made its budget back, which is very good for it as it deserved to. Um, and yeah, Good film. Good fun. Also, apparently this film was based on a true story. Well, not true story, but on a real lady. Like, um, it was based off of Catherine Ferrers, who lived in the 1600s in England, who was, like, a gentlewoman and an heiress. Um, so apparently she was, like, a real person. Like, what? Who would have known this? This is, like, so great. Well... Like, wow, that is so wild. She died at, like, 26. Like, here in Hertfordshire. That's so wild. Like, true story, maybe. I mean, mostly falsified, but... She was found wearing, like, um, men's clothes with a gunshot wound. Um, and she was carried back by her servants to be buried, but... Still, so wild. Um... 
So anyways, I'll whine to you next time. Oh, and before I actually go, stay tuned later this week for my review of The Wicked Lady 1983, the remake of this film, The Wicked Lady 1945. And see ya, whine to you next time.